Hello, welcome to What She's Thinking. I'm Greg Schwartz, your dating coach. Men like you have sent in questions about dating and sex. I have a group of women here that are going to answer your questions, and I'll help clarify their answers so you hear exactly what these women want and why. Send me your questions at makeonlinedatingfun.com questions. And remember, subscribe so you can hear all of the episodes. Now, ladies, please introduce yourselves. I have a sense of adventure and I love trying new things. And while I'm mostly lighthearted and fun, I also enjoy a genuine deep conversation. I'm 26 and I grew up in Los Angeles, but I moved around a lot. So I'm just generally looking for a life partner that I can jive with. When I first entered the dating scene, I was a serial monogamist recovering from that, took a year-long gap to meet new people, and now I'm in a serious relationship again. Hello, I'm Janie. I am 33, grew up in South America, and I would consider myself to be fun, silly, playful, and curious, a total closet nerd, um, and I like a guy who is playful and can sass me back when I'm dating. I like to date a bunch of different people. And then when I find someone that I feel like I really click with, um, then I'll enter a monogamous relationship. Um, I'm looking for somebody who knows what he wants and is ready for the real deal, um, but can also, and also has a lot of experience under his belt. Hi, my name is Chloe. I'm 34 years old. I'm originally from the East Coast, Miami and New York. And I'm really looking for someone who's deeply interested in having an evolutionary relationship. And what I mean by that is someone who wants to utilize the relationship for personal growth, spiritual growth, emotional growth, while also having a lot of fun laughing our butts off and going on a lot of adventures like traveling. I travel a ton and is super affectionate and really interested in deeply connecting, talking about the things that are most important to human beings. I'm a, I'm a life coach and I teach leadership at Stanford. So like personal growth, personal development, really digging into what makes humans happy and fulfilled and connected is the core of my whole life. So I, I want to partner in crime for that exploration. What are the first date topics that are meaningful and enjoyable for you to talk about? I really love to go deep pretty much all the time. But on the first date, I love it when there's a combination of both vulnerability and intimacy, like why you broke up with your last girlfriend or what you're most passionate about. So it doesn't have to be the most vulnerable thing, but there needs to be a combination of substance and something that's scary to share. So whether it's what, what happened with your ex or your relationship with your parents, or a challenging relationship in your life. But then also, I love hearing about what you're passionate about, and what you care about, what makes your heart sing, and what gets you out of bed in the morning. I think I have to agree. You don't necessarily have to go super deep on the first date, um, but it is enjoyable to get a sense of who you are. And I think that if you're comfortable enough with me to share something that goes beyond what do you do for work, it's a good indicator of what our relationship would be like down the line as well. I really like getting a sense of the guy's lifestyle. 
like I am a pretty active person and I care a lot about my hobbies and invest a lot of time into them. Um, so I dance and I write and perform. Um, and so I'm not saying that the guy has to be like a performer or like a pro athlete, but he has to do, he has to be active somehow. Um, so I like getting a sense of who he is outside of work and what he likes to do, what, um, what his passions are, how he decides to spend his free time. So what are your top two languages of love? Physical touch for me and quality time. I'm the same physical touch and quality time. But honestly, I love them all. Who doesn't? I totally get that. (laughs) Um, I am certainly a quality time girl, but the way I show love is I'm a gift giver. Uh, Second choice would probably be physical touch as well. And that's for how you show it or how you like receiving it? Both, actually. Nice. So when you're chatting online, why do women so often just answer with something short, things are great? and not even ask a question back to me. Is this something guys do too? And by the way, just as a reminder, these are questions that people have submitted anonymously, that men have submitted anonymously. Honestly, it's so exhausting to text all the guys. I'll have like 10 matches in a day and I just swipe for like five minutes. So my preference is is to just do a phone call. Like, hey, let's jump on a call. If there's any, if there's good chemistry on the phone call, let's go grab a drink or go hang out or get a coffee. So my recommendation would just be like, hey, do you want to jump on a phone call if someone's giving short answers? And then sometimes they're just not that interested, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And it doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. It just means they're not that interested. (laughs) Yeah. To kind of follow up the first question about first dates, I think that this falls into the same category. I think that it's really easy to have a really contrived conversation. And so if your first question demonstrates that you didn't put a lot of thought into reaching out, then I'll probably reciprocate the same thing. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think if somebody asks me a question, I'll definitely keep the conversation going um, by talking about things that he could ask more questions about or asking him questions about stuff that's on his profile. Uh, But if he just sort of ends the conversation by not really asking a follow-up question or not really saying anything of value, um, then I will either ignore the message or basically just respond and that's you know that'll be that so I sort of figure it's a little bit of a litmus test before meeting the guy if you can't hold a conversation with me on a dating app I don't really know if you can hold a conversation with me in real life just like Chloe said there's just so many matches and so many options you have to have some filter in order to weed guys out and I use that whether or not they can hold a conversation so in terms of dating and sex what do you find attractive about men's bodies It varies from person to person, but if I'm speaking in a generic sense, I definitely love arms and backs. But more than anything else, I love someone who's able to show me their intellect. I find that super sexy, and it doesn't matter what your body looks like. That can win me over. What is showing your intellect or showing showing you his intellect look like? So it can range from having a sense of humor. I like a lot of dark humor and sarcasm or someone who's super witty and can make one-liner puns kills me shout out to uh dads out there or dad jokes out there i should say um 
but yeah, someone who can carry a conversation or just understand how to flow with someone. I like tall guys. Um, I'm not tall. I'm 5'3", and sometimes this baffles my tall girlfriends. They're like, what? Leave them out. <laughs> Leave them for us. You have no right to be picky. But um, I have a thing for tall guys, and I used to date lanky guys, but as I grew older, I sort of started appreciating muscles more, especially biceps. I have a thing for biceps. If you're tall and you have biceps and you're witty, I am yours. Take me. I have to say, I have a similar type. <laughs> There's getting a lot of Not laughter and giggling over here. The mics aren't picking all of it up. And I, as I've matured, <laughs> I um, like personality and attention and the ability to dance in an intellectual, funny, and emotional conversation is such a turn on. So I've I've actually fallen in love with men that maybe weren't the most attractive. They weren't hideous or anything, but their personality and their engagement and the that being able to build a charge. And what I mean by that is like there's this like polar this uh, there's a polarity that emerges when there's chemistry and when there's engagement and attention and a back and forth, both intellectually, emotionally. And that is the biggest turn on. And something that I think is so underrated is sensitive touch, like gentle touch. Actually, I was on a date last night and the guy came back from the bathroom and pulled a strand of my hair gently and it brought shivers down my back. Nice. And so that gentleness, I think a lot of women like that. So playing with gentle touch, tickles, Butterfly kisses, which is like eyelash kisses on the cheek, like stroking their hair. Don't underestimate the level of turn on you can create for a woman doing that. Nice. And you mentioned uh, dancing in an intellectual and emotional conversation. Can you tell us a little more about what you mean by that? Yeah, where they're witty and smart but also can be vulnerable and share authentically like a man who can share about his feelings and articulate what's going on for him and then also listening to me and reflecting back my experience is is it's like it's so exhilarating if we match on a dating app and then you follow me on instagram what should i do should we have a conversation on Instagram? Should we have a conversation on the dating app? What do you recommend? So I personally turn off the notifications on dating apps just because it can be really aggressive throughout the day. So if I follow you on Instagram, I'm probably trying to reach you there. Alternatively, if you've already started a conversation with them on the dating app and that's where they're responding to you, then obviously continue there. But otherwise, I think Instagram is a much more direct form of communication. I guess I feel differently. Um, I feel weirded out when people follow me on social media. Like, and the only instances in which I've had guys do that is if I've sort of cut off the conversation or we haven't really met up. And then if they then friend me um, or add me on Instagram, I'm like, are you trying a different avenue? Like, what's sort of going on here? Um, So it's confusing to me. So I prefer to keep it all on the app. I like to start on the app, but I actually quickly moved to text message. One time, this guy found me on the app and then 
stalked me on my website and then text messaged me. And that was not good. (laughs) I was completely weirded out and creeped out. And anything can be handled in communication. So what I actually recommend is to ask, what do you prefer to communicate on? I personally like text message because that's the mode of, of communication that I'm checking regularly. I'd be annoyed if you started messaging me on Instagram. I might not respond for two days. But so just ask, like, hey, can we move this to this mode? Is that would that be easier for you? Or just straight up ask, like, how do you prefer to communicate? Following on with that, what do you look for on someone's Instagram? What stands out or what's not so good? It kind of makes me uncomfortable when a guy has back-to-back-to-back selfies, to be completely honest. I think that even though it's just how you hope to show yourself to the world, it is a really good picture of who you are, literally and metaphorically. And so I would love... Instagram accounts where guys show their hobbies and things they like to do. If you're an outdoorsy person, I'm all about that just because I like adventure. So just showing things that people wouldn't necessarily get otherwise just from looking at you. I feel the same way. Kind of, it weirds me out if there are too many selfies, um, especially the bathroom selfies or the half-naked selfies. Um, I agree. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, guys, no bathroom selfies. By Car the way, ladies, selfies. Same with this one. There are a lot of ladies doing bathroom selfies too, but seriously, everybody, no bathroom selfies <laughs> at all. We don't want to see your dirty mirror and your towels and your, yeah, no, don't yes, do it. Yes, I fixate on the mirror too. Yeah, a lot of people do. <laughs> Or your dirty bathroom is even worse. Yes. So that's what I look for. Um, Like Zoe, I'll look for hobbies. You know, do you have friends? Do you like to get out and do interesting things? Or is your entire life revolving around bathroom selfies and the omelet that you made for yourself this morning? Not that I'm judging omelet makers. Um, Also, if guys have a lot of pictures with their exes still, especially if they're recent, um, I feel some type of way about that. I'm not a fan of that. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, the I, I definitely look and see how recent the last X making out picture is. <laughs> and I'm like, nice. hmm, they're probably not ready for a relationship yet. And I love when there's pictures of fa- groups of family, like family pictures or friends. It just shows that you care about your community And then same as the other ladies, I love it when there's hobbies and a variety of pictures. Oh, I know guys probably know this, but any pictures with babies or dogs will work on me. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also the videos are really cool. Oh, true. The other day I was seeing this guy playing the drums and I I probably wasn't going to talk to him, but then I saw him playing the drums and doing something he was really passionate about. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Yes. Videos of them doing something that they love or something and or something they're good at is very appealing. Do you expect anything different from matches at the high end of your age range versus the average or the low end? Yes. If it's at the high end of your age range, I kind of expect you to know what you're looking for. Um, And you don't have to have it all figured out. But by that, I mean, you should know if you want marriage. You should know if you want kids. You should know what you're looking for in a woman. You should know what you're not looking for in a woman. And you shouldn't have too much wanderlust. Like I know a lot of guys, I've dated guys who are in the upper age range who are like, I don't know if I want to settle down here or travel Europe for a couple of months or I don't know where I want to end up. 
Um, and I think because I'm in that stage where I know what I'm looking for and I'm looking for the real deal, um, the older, if you are in the upper age range, I will expect you to have it figured out. I don't think I necessarily agree with that. I kind of view each person that I date as their own individual person. So I don't expect necessarily anything besides to just treat me with respect. But with that being said, I also am someone who (laughs) has wanderlust and I'm wandering around the world for that reason. So maybe that's why that's my perspective. I feel similarly to Janie where... If you're like 43 and you're still not sure if you want kids or marriage, I'm just kind of like, okay. Because I I do, I'm looking for the real deal, like you said. I want a committed relationship that's like really about creating family and a life together. Um, I do have a little bit of a bias as well towards the younger end of the age range because I've just met so many men who don't know what they want to do with their life who are on the younger and the spectrum. And that being said, honestly, I'm open because I've met some really mature men who are younger, some really immature men who are older. And I'm, I'm the reason I have the age range is because I know that I can meet someone in, in that range that will work for me. So I wouldn't worry about it too much, to be honest. So any strong thoughts on how to proceed when this, this grammar is a little funky, so let me read this. When an established partner is not really into it at the moment, but realizes these things go both ways. And to be clear, I think they're talking about having sex or being sexual. Uh, and then they say, for example, is be a good sport, a worthy rule of thumb. If not, what's the preferred rule of thumb? Could you ask that question again? Yeah. I think what the person is asking is when either you or your partner are not really feeling like doing something together. It could be sex. It could be you know, just a, a thing that you usually do together, like, I don't know, watch TV or something. Do you think it's better to be sort of, you know, okay, well, I'll do what my partner wants because, you know, sort of be a good sport about it. Or is it better to be a different rule of thumb? That's kind of what this person's asking. I actually have a strong opinion on this because if you continue to do things in a relationship that you don't want to do, it creates resentment. And that's one of the, I think that's actually one of the biggest reasons why couples break up is because they start to lose themselves. And um, there's a lot of different coaching philosophies. There's a lot of different coaching philosophies on this about really knowing in order to really know your yes, you have to know your no. So creating a conversation around it. I'm I'm all about communication in relationship. So if you really don't want to do something, don't just do it because you think your partner will want you to because they really don't want you to be resentful. So talk about it. And you could say like, I'm open to doing it if you really care about it and if it really matters to you. And sometimes the desire to not do the thing might even evaporate if you know from your partner that it's okay for you to not do it. So bringing it to a conversation, a loving, connected conversation, and on occasion you might do something that isn't exactly what you want to do, but if you do that as your rule of thumb, you're just going to typically you'll just be resentful and you guys will break up. It's not worth it. <laughs> I 100% agree with this, especially as someone who is a serial monogamist. I think that I had an issue with going with the flow a little bit more than I should have. And that was a learning moment for me. And I think when you're in a relationship with someone, of course, it's a partnership, but you're still your own individual person. And the other person should also respect that just like you should respect them. 
And so with that in mind, having open dialogue about what you guys want or how you guys want to move forward in a situation would be really important. I think for me, it depends on the reason um, behind why the guy wants to do what he wants to do. Um, so for instance, if he wants me to keep coming on some and doing some hobby that he enjoys, but I don't particularly enjoy, um, I want to want to know why. Is it because you really want to introduce me to this thing and you like sharing your passions with me? Because that's a totally acceptable reason. But if you have to do, if you're the type of guy who has to do everything with his girlfriend and you have to have the same types of hobbies um, and we need to like the same things, then that's not really something that I'm looking for. Um, so like Chloe said, it all comes down to communication. How long is your ideal session of intercourse? To be clear, not just, or sorry, not including the foreplay, but actually, you know, penis in vagina sex. And what's the sort of minimum time that's satisfactory for you? And how much is too long? I don't think I've ever really timed (laughs) when I stop feeling good. But there is a point, I think, when you can tell that I'm my physical response just isn't the same and I'm kind of just in it so that you can finish too (laughs) but I again just if you can sense that she's just not into it anymore whether she's not making any sounds or just not responsive ask and see how it's going and I think the it's hard for me to know because I don't know who sent this in but I would guess he's probably a little more focused on am I lasting long enough rather than am I lasting too long but it is both so is there a minimum for you that You've really noticed if it's less than X minutes or X hours, then it's just not good enough? I think if it's a repeated thing where he demonstrates to me he's very much only interested in his own climax, that would upset me. But of course, there are moments where you just get super excited or maybe the foreplay was just too awesome. Um, In which case, as long as you're having a good time, I mean, it's a pat on the back for me, too. I wouldn't worry. I mean, for me, length of time doesn't really matter. Um, Foreplay matters. Um, If I'm wet, it matters. When it dries up, then it starts to hurt. Um, But I also can't... I mean, I I have a very difficult time orgasming through intercourse. Am I allowed to talk about this? Yes. Yes? Okay. All right. Sex podcast. Yes. (laughs) So usually I'll need the guy to take care of me in a separate way and so the actual pnv itself doesn't matter i feel similarly to janie that the the time during actual intercourse isn't as important as like the connection and like if i i really love foreplay and touch and the sensuality what's frustrating is if the guy climaxes and i haven't and and then he's just like done and out for the count. And I'm like, uh, I could go on for another couple hours. <laughs> um, so taking breaks is cool, too. Um, and sometimes and communication is really important. And like I said before, that that guy that was like confused about where I was at, if we had just had a simple conversation, he would have realized that I wanted to keep going. Like he th- he sometimes would also think that I didn't want to keep going, but I did. And so even if I wasn't wet anymore, like, okay, get some lube or like like there's ways to work with it. So talking about it, I know people are afraid to talk during sex, but I like like go for it. It is it's actually a really big turn on when a man 
can talk about sex and ask questions and be like, oh, do you like that? Is there anything else you would like? I just want to pleasure you. That's a really good phrase. (laughs) Getting some very big smiles and nods on that. So there's agreement all around. Thank you for listening to What She's Thinking. To help other men find the podcast, please write a review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Finally, to get your questions answered, go to makeonlinedatingfun.com slash questions. And I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. So email me, greg at makeonlinedatingfun.com. You guys are cool. I would be your friend. Thanks. You're cool, too. You guys are <laughs> cool. Be right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Same type and guys. <laughs> Conversation. Nice. Very nice. <laughs>